Welcome to the Ox Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, it's me again, your host, Yunus Bin Slewi. How you doing? You doing great? You had a good week? Welcome to episode four. This is our very fourth episode. This is the very fourth, not another one. Very happy to be here, man. Uh, did you guys have a good weekend? Uh, did you guys, you guys happy? You all good? You had fun? I had a good weekend. I had a good weekend of shows again. Uh, had some traveling to do on Saturday, but then on Sunday had fun shows. Shout out to my guy uh, Nia Yenifin, uh for his amazing show. Look at him up uh, at Niamin on Instagram. Sweetheart of a human being. Does great shows. Has a podcast. Third Culture Kids. Oh yeah, that's true. We've been uh, we've been featured in the same uh, in the same article about Third Culture. Basically, just from his podcast, we get like a this. Uh, it's on Stern uh, Stern.de Stern Online. The, the what of the newspapers here in Germany they they did like a feature thing about us really fun it was really cool they, I got my big dumb picture like hey look at me I'm on stage on a newspaper that's fun that's fun that that made me a little bit more legit I told my brother that and he was like hey doesn't that mean that you can like technically get a blue check mark now and I was like yeah but also everyone can get a blue check mark now nowadays you know what I mean apparently it only costs two bucks a month. And you can be verified. I don't know. I don't know. I wish that had happened to me three years ago. Then I could have gotten a blue check mark. Because am I that vain? Yes. Not vain enough to pay for it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, after Nyasho, I uh, opened for the two Jews again. It was very, very fun. If if you saw me then. Uh, hi. Hi. It was a very, very fun uh, time for me. Shout out to the two Jews for letting me host a show, and uh, and you know, uh, this week you can see me at Mars Comedy Club. I'm just gonna promote all my shows now. I think it's better. Uh, this week you can see me. Uh, I'm maybe on Mars Comedy Club on Saturday, but most importantly, I have my split bill with Ludwig Ludwig Benecke. A split bill nonsense show. Come join us. Uh, we still have some discounted tickets online. Huh? You can get like a two for three pack or a four for five. Uh, ain't that good? Uh, hey, dude, I hook you up. I hook you up. You know what? Fuck it. If you use promo code ARCS, I'll give you four euros off. There it is. If you see this and you want to get a thing, hey, there you go. The, on me. On me. It's from my from my pocket. L- Ludwig ain't even going to pay for that shit. It's just from my pocket. Four euros off on your ticket if you use promo code ARCS. There you go. I got you. Huh? <laughs> that was just like a little surprise for myself. Alright, but let's talk about the things that uh, you guys are here for. And by you guys, I mean you guys. I, th- I, th- I think there's a few people who watch the podcast. I've, I've gotten some very, very nice comments and very nice uh, compliments. So thank you for uh, coming back every week. That's very kind. I know I said I wanted to talk about not a boy manga this week. I know. I, s- I remember what I said last week. I remember I was there. I was like, hey, you know, I want to go for something more feminine next week. You know, make sure that we get the broadest audience and not just 85% males. You know, 85% males from the ages of 18 to 37, which is like... You know, you want a little bit more diversity. My idea, <laughs> My idea this week was to talk about Nana. Nana is an amazing story, which, like, truly has been one of the, like, breaking points of my life. And, like, different 
anime and mangas that I've been like consuming as a kid and I really really love Nana I love it so much I, I just had a conversation today uh, about it with my very good friend Palma a very funny comic she has a solo on Wednesday I could give you the link but it's sold out already so you can't even go <laughs> it's an amazing story and we will cover it just not this week <laughs> I tried dude I didn't have time I didn't have time to like catch up on Nana, you know, I didn't do the reading that I want to do to, like, really present you my thoughts about it, uh, I can give you some time, hey, go, go and watch it, go and read it, uh, it's on Netflix if you just want to watch it, it's an amazing watch, the soundtrack is amazing, I love it, I love it very much, it's a great thing, um, but, you know, if we cannot talk, if we cannot talk about a shoujo, then we might as well do the polar opposite and go back to One Piece. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier for me if we go back to One Piece. And, and uh, this week we will literally do the opposite, which is talk about the manliest, the second manliest character in all of One Piece. The second. I will tell you who the manliest is once that character gets introduced. Um, let's talk about Roronoa Zoro, ladies and gentlemen. The probably coolest dude created in this manga. He can do everything, and, and like he can make everything happen, and he can make nothing happen. He's that guy. He is that guy, ladies and gentlemen. He's really fucking cool. So basically, uh, just to pick up the story of where we left off, I'm, I'm just gonna like go through the motion of the um, of the Ronoazoro arc uh, within the East Blue Saga. I, th- I think I think that'd be a good um, a, a good way to go about it. We left off. Um, Kobe and Luffy just uh, beat Alvida, and by Kobe and Luffy, I mean only Luffy. They're 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 sailing into the seas, and Kobe tells them, "But like, hey, we better be like careful because like uh, we might get caught by Rono Azoro if this keeps up." And he's like, and Luffy is like, "Who the hell is that?" And Kobe's like, "You know, Zoro, the pirate hunter," and Luffy is like every ten-year-old kid, probably in history. Because he just hears the words Pirate Hunter Zoro and he goes ape shit. He's like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've heard in my life. I'm gonna hire him. He's gonna be my first crewmate. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, no, fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick him up. And Kobe's like, dude, he's he's like bloodthirsty. He's the type of motherfucker to like uh, to like hunt men and like live only through the bounty of the of their heads. They say he's a demon in human form. This is how he's called. A demon in human form. Can you believe that? And Luffy goes, I don't care. Pirate Hunter Zoro is a cool name. What a loser. It's not Luffy. It's just really fucking cool. Um, But I I think the gist of the story was that he hadn't really decided. He was like, hey, you know what? Let's go to the marine base. And uh, trying to trying to get him, and then I'll decide on the spot if I, if I want him on my t- on, in my crew or not. Uh, and also, you know, two birds one stone because I can get him to uh, maybe, and then I'll put you there because you said your dream was to be a marine. Isn't that great? You know, it's a fair exchange. <laughs> you know, get a pig-haired weakling for a green-haired super dude. I don't know, maybe they get to the place the 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 town where the marine base is. It's called Shellstown. 
They go to Shellstown, they look around the places, they have dinner, Luffy is dumb, as always, you know, they're at dinner, they eat food, and, you know, he blabbers his mouth, and it was like, ah, don't say Runnanoa Zoro. Anyway, the usual stuff. Uh, they, um, they go to the marine base, and as they want to go look for him, Luffy's like, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna peek on top of this wall, and maybe I can find, uh, maybe I can, like, see something, and Kobe's like, they they think he's gonna have, they think he's just gonna pick up this wall, he's just gonna be hanging there in the, in the the marine lawn, huh, you think he's just gonna be just hanging there, and, uh, yeah, this is exactly what was happening, (laughs) He was just like literally hanging on like the so basically the what they did is like uh, on 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 the field on the marine field they put like a cross and um and they hung him there they the and by uh, they i mean like the marine hung him uh there and um and and Zoro notices Luffy and he goes, "Hey, come and untie me. I've been here for like nine days." Uh, if you untie me, I'll, you know, I'll give you some money. I'll make it worth your mile. Uh, I'll capture someone with, like, a big uh, a big piece on their head. And, you know, they'll give the bounty to you. Don't worry. I'm a man of my word. And we'll have fun. And, you know, they have, like, a back and forth. But, like, hey, that's dangerous. He's dumb. You do think. Luffy, you're also a wanted man, so you'll get killed. And... While they do that, this little girl, literally this little girl, whose name I totally forgot right now, I'm really sorry. She comes by, she, she has a ladder, and she's climbing up her ladder. She uh, Then she walks down to the marine field, because, you know, she she climbs up that wall, and then drives the, the thing. And then she, she 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 was like, hey, I made these rice balls for you, Ronoa Zoro. And Zoro goes, hey, are you fucking dumb? Do you want to get killed, kid? Like, get lost. Get the fuck out of here. And and uh, and she was like, but it's the first time I've ever made rice balls. It's the first time I made onigiri for someone. And, like, I just don't know what to do. And he's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm not hungry. Uh, get the fuck out of here or I'll stomp you to death. This is what he said. And as he's, like, really shouting very loudly at that little kid, um... Our douchebag of the Ark walks in Helmeppo with his weird bob haircut. It's not even a bob. It's like this weird haircut that like only women in their 60s during the 60s would have. It's, it's Google it. You'll see it. I could put a picture right here where my arm is. Simple editing. I won't. <laughs> it's so dumb. He comes in. Um, Helmepo's a douchebag, you know, he starts stomping on the rice balls, he's like, hey, this is what I tell you about your rice balls, they're fucking shit, get the fuck out of here, then he's like, hey, if you don't get the fuck out of here, you know, because you're a little whiny right now, I don't like this attitude you have while I just stomped on your food that you just made, what I want you to do right now is get the fuck out of here, alright, because if you don't get the fuck out of here, my daddy is gonna come by, and you know how scary my daddy can be, huh? And then he turns to this marine officer that's with him. He's like, hey, take this kid and and, <laughs> and throw her off the marine base. And not just, like, throw her off, but, like, remember remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air before Will would smack motherfuckers? Uh, Uncle Phil would, like, throw away jazz. <laughs> he like, would, like, take DJ Jesse Jeff and, like, oh, he, th- he would throw him out of the villa. <laughs> 
Tomapo turns to the marine bus. He's like, hey, do that, but to this kid. And the, and the dude is like, dude, this is a kid. And he's like, hey, do you want my daddy to fuck you up? And he's like, ah, my bad kid. And he just throws her <laughs> over the wall. Thank God she gets caught by Luffy. But, like, you know, she's still sad. And, uh... And and in that moment, uh, Helmet was like, "Hey, you only got a month left. Maybe you'll survive, um, or like twenty days, whatever, whatever it was." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, you see what I do? I'll I'll stay here." So, basically, <laughs> so that happens. Luffy just walks down there after after the scene because Helmet leaves. Luffy walks down, and uh, and Luffy tells him, "Hey, do you want to join my crew?" And Zoro's like, "No," and he's like. I think you will join my crew. And he's like, I, I don't know, bro. What, like, you are weird. I cannot join your crew. I have my own ambition. I have my things to do. I don't. And, um, and like, I can't stay here because I need. I'm like, I can't go with you. I have to stay here. I'm going to stay for a whole month because if I stay for a whole month, I won't get executed and I couldn't pursue my dream. And Luffy's like, okay, 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 okay. And then uh, Luffy just leaves and Zora goes, like, hey, wait. But I haven't eaten yet. And he's like, yeah, I know, because you've been here for nine days. And then Luffy, and then Zoro's like, yeah, can you give me those onigiri? And Luffy's like, the onigiri that the motherfucker just stomped at that are, like, full of dirt? He's like, yeah, yeah, just give them to me. And Zoro eats them. The parting words are like, hey, can you, like, hey, dude with a straw hat, can you please tell that girl that, like, the onigiri tasted really good. Tell her I ate it all. She'll be happy. Um, and then Luffy tells her. He tells her, hey, he ate all the things. And that's when she gives us, the audience, the whole story. She tells us that, like, the only reason why why, uh, why Zoro is hanging at the execution table, or like, wh- wh- where he's hanging, is because he is told, he defended her from... Helmeppo's dogs or wolves, I think. I think he even had wolves. I don't remember. But like, uh, basically, Helmeppo's dog wanted to bite off the girl, and then, uh, and then Zoro just cut it and killed the dog, and that's why he got like put up for like a month. Um, for like, I don't know. He got held captive for a month there. And the deal was, like, if he survives a month without food, he will be let go for free. Because of great writing, this is when we learn. Because Helmepo just happens to walk by, and he, and he says it out loud. He's like, hey, by the way, not to Luffy, but, like, to the Marine officer with him. He's like, hey, fuck it. L- let's do, like, a public execution for this dude in three days. Luffy just hears it, and he's like, I will... Uh, punch you, and then he punches him. He's like, "I don't like you. Uh, I don't like you, Captain Morgan's son. Uh, you're the worst. How come your name is Captain Morgan's son? If Captain Morgan was a very, very well-known pirate, and in this case, is a marine. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Luffy hits him, and um, and and they get in, and they get into a fight. That little girl goes back to to her mom. Her mom like owned like a food place. Basically, Helmepo's really mad. He's like, I'm gonna go tell my daddy. I'm gonna go tell my daddy. So he runs out. He goes to his daddy. Tells him, Hey, daddy, this guy. He's like, just he, he just he just like hit me, and like uh, his father, who's like a big captain, 
is like the, the the first scene you see him he's like shoulder to like the wall and he's like facing facing the window and you see like only his silhouette and he's saying I am great I'm the best so like they just facing that and um and and uh, and and the the fucking and the fucking hell nepo comes up to him and tells him hey I uh I I just uh, I just got hit and then Captain Morgan was like I don't give a fuck about you bitch and he's like if you got hit it's because you're too weak you weak fuck you very very well dressed weak fuck his suit looks really fire I'm not gonna lie to you hell nepo's suit is really dope in the manga it looks even better because like not in the manga sorry in the anime because it's like it's like a red and purple type shit it's really dope. Big fan. Big fan. So he's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Meanwhile, Luffy goes back to Zoro and he tells him, like, hey, by the way, my guy, um, he's gonna kill you in three days. Um, so do you want to join me? And Zoro's like, alright, uh, listen, if you want to do that, you can, but, like, I will need my swords. So can you, like, just go and retrieve my swords? And Luffy's like, sure, for sure. Why not? Why not, bro? I, I can do that. I can do that. I just have to make sure that the Captain Morgan died doesn't get me. Um, I mean, that's what Zoro tells me. He's like, don't get caught by Captain Morgan. Uh, Captain Morgan, by the way, he's like a huge fella, bro. Like, right? He's like a blonde guy, huge dude, muscular. Uh, his right arm, he doesn't even have a right arm. His right arm is like just an axe. It's just a huge axe. It's like, oh, my name is Axe Hand Morgan. Er. And his, he doesn't have he, he doesn't have a draw. His draw is made out of steel. He has like a cigar hanging out. He's like, I'm X Hand Morgan. Ra 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 ra. This is how he does stuff like that. <laughs> then Morgan is like, Hey, by the way, I heard like a little girl like snuck into our marine base. Is that true? And they were like, Yeah. Uh, then Captain Morgan's like, Okay, well, just uh, can you like catch her and execute her? And then the marine officers were like, I don't want to do that. She's a little girl. And then Captain Morgan was like, this is mutiny. And he like fucking chomps that motherfucker. He's like, bam. He like karate chops him. But like instead of karate chop, it's an actual chop because his arm is made out of axe. <laughs> anyway, he kills a dude. Um, and they were like, hey, uh, by the way, have you finished erecting my statue? <laughs> they like uh, they like start pulling, pulling up this huge statue of Captain Morgan. He's like... Yeah, now the whole town is gonna respect me. Which, I guess, is Shell Town's version of a dude with a small dick, but a great sports car. Yeah, I mean, like, this is this is what happens. You know, this is what happens. This is, this is Shell Town's version of a dude who's not a good driver get a McLaren. I guess. <laughs> try to heave up the statue meanwhile you just see luffy was like hey where the fuck can i find the swords he is or just told me that the idiot son Helmepo, just uh just had them he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna use my stretchy powers he didn't say it like that he didn't say he's like eh, i'm just gonna like yeet myself up and then from from way up there i can like check out what happens because like i can kind of hear voices so what do you do he he, he kind of uses gum gum rocket right Gum Gum Rocket, if you don't know, is like he stretches his arm all the way up and he uses that stretchiness for like uh, propulsion. The problem is he doesn't know, like because his arm is all the way, but he doesn't know what he's grabbing. And in this case, he was like grabbing onto the statue. And like when he, when he propulsed his way all the way up, the statue pretty much fell. 
and it got destroyed. <laughs> and it was just looking, and he and Luffy's like, ah. Sorry. <laughs> this fucking asshole. He's like, oh, my, my bad, my bad, bro. My bad. That was that was a mishap. I apologize. Hey, that, that was... Listen, listen, my guy. This was not really a front. It's just like, you know, how the universe happens. Captain Morgan gets mad. <laughs> like, you would see him cry a little bit. He's like, sees this motherfucker up right now. And Helmepo's like, Daddy, Daddy, this is the guy who's like, to say he punched me. He punched me. And uh, what Luffy does is like, oh, shit, you're the guy, uh, you're Helmepo. Uh, get over here. And he, sti- he kind of kidnaps Helmepo. He's like, where are the swords? He, uh, so Luffy takes Helmepo to find the swords. Meanwhile, Kobe is downstairs on the field trying to uh, trying to open up uh, like uh, Zoro's um, handcuffs. He tries to do that. He gets shot. Blank. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't have to do that. Blank. That was just pathetic of me. Anyway, so he's been shot. He's like, oh damn, this is my first time getting shot. And Zoro's like, oh no, you're good. It's just, I mean, it's just scraped you. Uh, y- y- you 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 won't uh you you won't feel more about that. And um. And 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 while while Kobe's on the floor, he tells, um, he tells Zoro the truth about like you know Hel- he t- he tells him again that like. That like Helmepo never wanted to like uh, intend. He never intended to like keep his promise. He was gonna kill you, and he's like, "Oh damn, that's true." Okay, and then he tells him also that like Luffy punched that kid, and um, and that the Navy is their enemy now. So like, I think you should go with Luffy, right? You should go with him. That that'll be good for you. And uh, you know, Luffy's just looking for the swords uh, up there. And. Uh, while he's looking for the swords, he sees three swords. He's like, "Ah oh man, this is the only swords I can find right here. Maybe it's them." He takes them all, and like he's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll just take the swords, and like the guy can pick out which one are his, right?" He goes down, and uh, and right as he wants to go down, like all the navy officers are around Zoro, and they're about to shoot. Right, they get ready for like a big shooting action, and. And that's when Zoro goes, dude, I cannot die here. I have a purpose. And that's where we learn about his dream. We basically learn about his dream but w- through, his, um, through his backstory. Zoro was born on Shimotsuki village. Trained there under, under Shimotsuki dojo. And he had a rival. His, r- his rival's name is Kuina. She beat him. She's she's the she's the sensei's daughter, Queen Ashmutsuki. She she beat him two thousand times. He won zero, and and he he was very proud of himself because he had two swords, right? They would like train with bamboo swords. He won zero out of two thousand times. Oh, two thousand fights, and everyone's like, man. Kuina, why are you like so strong? And she's like, well, dude, it's Zoro who's too weak. And they were like, no, Zoro like beats adults. He's like strong as fuck, bro. He trains all the time. Like the only thing you see him do is either train or fight. Train or fight. And one day Zoro's like, dude, fuck this shit. I don't want to fight you with bamboo swords. Let's fight with real swords. That's when Kuina's like, alright, okay, fuck it, I'm ready. Let's do that. Let, let's get some real fucking swords. And she beats him again. Two thousand first. The feet, it was like a very beautiful, he cries, it's a beautiful fight, he cries, he's like, man, I can never beat Kuina, she's too strong. And this is where she goes, 
no, you can't beat me right now. But like, over the years, I will become weaker. You know, mm, boys' body de- like develop to have like stronger muscles and stuff like that. This is what she said. Um, and like, so I can even if I wanted to be the world's greatest swordsman, I can't because I can I, I don't have the physical strength. And and Zoro's mad. He's like, dude, you cannot. You cannot say that, bro. Like it, he f- he felt that it was insulting his defeats of being like, dude, are you really gonna like make me feel weaker about myself just because you're like, oh yeah, no, you haven't even reached your peak. But and, and she's like, dude, I wish I was a boy. I hate like and, and she says because like I, th- I think she was twelve and he was eleven back then. And she's like, I'm starting to gr- to to grow breasts. Like she's feeling her feminine side like developing more and more. And she hates that. And 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 Zoro. Like, literally vows it to her he, it, it was it was a moonlit night right after their fight and he's like i promise you i will do everything i can to become the world's greatest swordsman and we and it has nothing to do with being a boy or a girl it, it will all have to do with skill so one someday one of us has to become the world's greatest swordsman we have to promise it to each other that we will strive for the best and she she feels better she like uh, she, she, she she feels um, like I mean she, she has a smile you know she was crying but she has a smile and she feels a, l- a sense of relief she's like yeah you know what fuck it it's a promise and and they and they like they like s- swear to each other unfortunately the next panel is us learning that she died she died um it was right the, the literally the day after she apparently there has been an accident and she fell down the stairs and she died. There are two ways to understand this. Apparently, there are two ways of understanding this. Either it's very literal. She fell down the stairs. She died, and they kind of use it as a text. Uh, Oda Oda writes in lines of like, "Dude, this is how weak the humans are. You know that like just by falling we can die and like life can end like this." It's one way to understand it, which is like viable honesty. It's a really viable option, specifically within the whole frame of the conversation of the world's greatest and strongest swordsman. The second one is apparently, and you'll have to do your research on that. Don't don't take my word for it. Apparently, falling down the stairs is a euphemism in um, in Japan. It's a type of euphemism used for suicide. So there is a possibility that like. On that evening, Kuina committed suicide. And listen, no matter what happened, is that Zoro was he was mad. He he was mad with with grief. Like you can see, he's crying. He got mad. He's like, "Dude, we promised each other yesterday that one of us would be the world's greatest swordsman." And like, it's just gone, huh? You want to take? You want to make? me take the mantle well then fuck it i will become the world's greatest swordsman i will make sure that my name will be known even in heaven even in heaven my name will be so known that it will resound everywhere he said i will have this is what he meant i will have to keep the promise to both of us that's why he doesn't want to die and the second he's like dude i really cannot die 
Luffy comes in with the rescue again, bro. He comes in with the rescue again. He gum gum rockets one more time. And as everyone starts shooting, he gets like he gets shot by the bullets. He takes them all in and he's like, those don't work. And he just like <laughs> basically like rubber wall, baby. <laughs> and he deflects them on the, on everyone. And and it's it's really cool to see. Everyone is like really wild. Sorry. <coughs> oh, good God. Everyone's like really wilding out. They're like, oh, dang. How the fuck do you do it? And he's like, dude, bullets can hurt me. I'm a rubber man. It's really fucking dope. Uh, hey, by the way, which one of these swords are yours? And Zoro's like, all of them, bro. All of them are mine. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, okay, sweet. There you go. Do you think? I don't know what that means to have three swords. But like, do you think? And basically, it's somehow... Dude, Oda is weird. Somehow he made the wackest concept look really cool. And I feel like it's not the pro the first time I'm gonna say this, but like, can you ma- can you try to explain a dude that like holding a sword in your mouth would look cool? Huh? In what world would it? I'm sorry, I still have the hiccup. In what world does it make sense that holding a sword with your mouth? looks cool and yet there it is we have this dude Zoro holding ka- a katana like literally katana with his teeth and two ar- and two katana in each arm and he's like and it looks fucking amazing he's doing like this dope technique uh they have like this huge fight they, i mean huge fight um <laughs> luffy is like hey if i give you the the katanas are you going to join me and my crew and he's like yeah sure okay fuck it i'll do that so they, Zoro shows him how fucking cool he is, and basically, listen, they make mincemeat out of everyone. There's like this really cool panel. After like they beat out everyone, like Luffy does like a huge gum gum whip to defeat all the like, the, the foot soldiers. A gum gum whip is when he like he stretches his leg, to the furthest point, and like he uses it as a whip to fuck up everyone. Meanwhile, Captain Morgan is like just. It's it's he's pretty much made mince beef pretty easily when like punching. There's a really really cool panel of both Luffy and Zoro just like standing there, and you don't see their faces. Zoro's from the back, and Luffy's face is hidden by a straw hat. Looks really cool. You can see that's like a golden duo just made right there. It's really fucking cool. They beat up um, everyone easily, like very very easily. Um... Captain Morgan has made a fool out of everyone. Like he, he don't get me wrong. Like he, he's he has like a really cool feat, where like he like slices a whole wall really dope in a really dope manner. But like no one really cares. Luffy's like, I'm just gonna jump away from this. And basically, what Luffy did is just punch the shit out of out of uh, what's his name, Captain Morgan. I just forgot his name for a second. It's okay. It's fine. Doesn't mean I have a stroke. Maybe, Yahoo! <laughs> uh, this is wild. The second Luffy wants to give the finishing blow to Captain Morgan, we got Helmeppo being a little bitch, and he points the gun at Kobe. Kobe, by the way, who just got shot again, is about to get shot a second time. And uh, but but now you can see him. You can see some character development. His you can you can see the character developing in real time. In real time, uh, this time Kobe's like, hey. Don't worry about me, buddy. Uh, just uh, deal with this Captain Morgan fella. And uh, Luffy is like, hey, uh, 
I like you more and more, Kobe. I like, I like, I like how how your character is developing. I gotta say that. So basically, just Luffy just is like, ah, hey, fuck it, and he like just does like a huge gum gum pistol to uh, to attack uh, Helmeppo. While he does that, like he shows his back to um, to Captain Morgan, and Morgan's like, I'm just I can just attack you, and he's like, No, you won't. He was like Zoro, and then Zoro comes and defends. Uh, not defends, like gives the finishing blow to Captain Morgan, and that's how he, he gets defeated. And that's when you we hear the iconic, uh, like not the iconic line, but like a line that has a lot of meaning. Right after Luffy goes Zoro, we just hear "No sweat, Captain." And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how this whole dynamic is gonna be. Like. Yes, Luffy's an idiot, but Zoro is a very prideful man. And, like, when he bets on something, he uses his whole pride and his whole ego in it. He's like, hey, I'm a number two. I'm here to do my job. My job is to protect the captain. I'm going to do that. And he does that. Even though the conversation they had, which is a very, very important conversation, right as Luffy was uh, before, right as he was going to free him he told him Zoro told him hey I'm gonna follow you but my ambition comes first I will become the world's greatest swordsman and Luffy being the supporting guy that he is he's like sounds amazing that's the best thing I can imagine for my number two I mean don't forget your boss is gonna become the king of the pirates and this is what I like bro I like it I like I like when everyone supports each other you know, we we here to support each other. You know, not no toxicity over here. We know toxicity, uh, a, a rising b- a tide sh- raises all ships. Is that is that English? Is that English, Senor? <laughs> this is just wild, bro. Um, and this is pretty much everything. This is the the, the introduction that you need from Zoro. This is the character. This is the coolness. That he represents, and um, and this is pretty much it. I think. If uh, if you have any questions about Zoro, please hey, you know where I am. Text me uh, or DM me more uh, at Arcs Podcast or on my personal I- uh, Instagram at Yunus If um, if you want to email me, that's also possible. Arcs Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, I have Q and uh, I have Q and A thingies here on uh, on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify. Just uh, ask me questions there or leave a comment uh, down there. Uh, rate this podcast five stars. And that being said, I am just here. Um, oh, yeah, don't forget my shows. Uh, this Saturday, uh, join us at The Nonsense Show. Uh, promo code ARCS and you get four euros off. Huh? I got you. I told you I got you. We're friends. And um, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you next week. <laughs>